0: Uh, let's uh, turn to God's Word, and we're going to look into Numbers, Numbers chapter 13. It's page 149, if you're following in the Pew Bibles. So we're picking up our series on Numbers again. We had laid it down for a couple of weeks for Christmas, but we're back into Numbers chapter 13. And it's entitled, Exploring Canaan. The Lord said to Moses, send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I'm giving to the Israelites from each ancestral tribe. Send one of its leaders. So at the Lord's command, Moses sent them out from the desert of Paran. All of them were leaders of the Israelites, and these are their names. And then we've got each tribe, each of the 12 tribes. There was a scout or a spy appointed. And then we'll rejoin it at verse 16. These are the names of the men Moses sent to explore the land. Moses gave Hoshea son of Nun, the name Joshua. When Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he said, go up through the Negev and on into the hill country. See what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Are they unwalled or fortified? How is the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Are there trees on it or not? Do your best to bring back some of the fruit of the land. It was the season for the first ripe grapes. So they went up and explored the land from the desert of Zin as far as Rehob toward Libo Hamath. They went up through the Negev, came to Hebron, where Ahiman, Sheshai, and Talmai, the descendants of Anak, lived. Hebron had been built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. When they reached the Valley of Eskol, they cut off a branch bearing a single cluster of grapes. Two of them carried it on a pole between them, along with some pomegranates and figs. That place was called the Valley of Eskol because the cluster of grapes, the Israelites, uh, because of the cluster of grapes, the Israelites cut off there. At the end of 40 days, they returned from exploring the land. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful. The cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev, the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, the land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. May God add His blessing to this reading of His Word. I want to speak today on forwards in fear or faith, forwards in fear or faith. New years are always significant times. The 1st of January brings with it a new start. It draws a line under 2022. I don't know what kind of year 2022 has been for you. I know for many it has been a difficult year. You're not sorry to see the end of it. But 2023 has all its potential, its opportunities, and also its challenges ahead for us. This past year or two has seen many changes, hasn't it? It has seen uh, many people's whole structure of their lives has changed. We have, we have learnt a new abbreviation, uh, WFH, work from home. Uh, a lot of folks now are working from home, um, maybe in the office one or two days a week, or the, the factory or whatever. Um, That has completely changed a lot of people's uh, perspectives. The consequences of the pandemic continue uh, to pan out. We've got uh, people saying that because of the lockdowns, children's mental health is not what it should be. Uh, Many are are trying to recover a sense of uh, significance uh, and health and strength. Rising energy prices. Uh, Those of us who are old enough to remember the 1970s, As we see what's going on today, we kind of think, well, all these strikes uh, and and high high inflation and so on, it's almost as if we're back to the 1970s, uh, and, and we're not quite sure how it will all end this year. But I wonder as we face into 2023, are we hopeful or are we filled with anxiety and fear? For those of us who proclaim to follow Jesus Christ, can we bring some hope to the table? As we gather on this first day of the first week of the first month of a new year, are we weighed down with the bad news, or do we want to bring hope and joy and faith and risk into this new year? We believe in a heavenly Father who is in control of all things, And while our Lord can allow certain situations and challenges to develop, we know that He is in control. Anything that He allows, He is allowing for our good, for His glory, to train us in righteousness and in maturity of faith. The Lord shapes us through life and all of its challenges. But the Christian rests in the knowledge that God has got this, He is sovereign. Seasons of difficulty and change will come and go. That is part of life, but we rest on Him and seek His peace. And as we come into Numbers chapter 13, it is a key passage, and in fact, it's a good passage to study on a day such as this. As the Israelites, under Moses' leadership, come to the border with Canaan, how they react will shape the next generation. Will they move forwards into a new chapter with faith or fear? That is the question I would like to be in our minds as we face a new year. Will we move into 2023 in fear or in faith? Numbers 13 is one of the pivotal chapters in the whole of the Bible, not just the Old Testament, not just in Numbers, but the whole of the Old Testament, The Lord has been preparing the Israelites for this moment. They have been delivered from Pharaoh and Egypt. They are a year year or two into the desert. They are now on the brink. They're on the the border with Canaan and on the brink of a sense of destiny. And what will they do? Will they enter this land promised to them, Not, not only promised to them, but promised to Abraham some generations previously? In verse 1 of chapter 13, the Lord says to them, send some men to explore the land which I am giving you. Note that it was not a case of the land which I might give you, but he says the land I am giving you. There is a sense of certainty here because the Lord keeps his promises. One commentary makes the point that the Hebrew in this first verse uh, for some men can be read as, send some men for yourselves to explore the land. In other words, the Lord is confident that the land is good, but if you want to be reassured and if you want to be confident that the land is good, then send some men for yourselves, for your own reassurance, to see that this is a good land. So, God was graciously allowing them to send scouts out They should rely on the promise that God had given to them. This land was as good as theirs. Yes, there would be challenges. Yes, there would be obstacles. But God has promised it to them. And so in this first section of chapter 13, we see that Moses sends out 12 spies, one from each of the tribes of Israel. They go out to scout the land. It tells us in verse 22, they go up through the Negev. They go as far as Hebron. And there is an echo here of Genesis and the Lord's interactions with Abraham. In Genesis chapter 12, in verse 9, it tells us that Abraham had set out towards the Negev. God had assured Abraham that his offspring would be like the dust of the earth. He wouldn't be able to count them. There would be so many, and they would be in this land. Genesis 13, verse 14 and following The Lord said to Abram after Lot had parted from him, look around from where you are to the north and to the south, to the east and to the west. All the land that you see, I will give to you and to your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Go walk through the length and the breadth of the land. I am giving it to you. So, Abraham went to live near the great trees of Mamre at Hebron, and he pitched his tent there, and he built an altar to the Lord. Later, near Hebron, Abraham would buy land from the Hittites so that he and his family might be buried there, as they were in Genesis 23. He and Sarah and Isaac and Rebekah were buried there. Jacob and Leah were buried there. All of Jacob's sons, with the exception of Joseph, were all buried in this land, the land the scouts were going out over. It was a kind of marker that Abraham was putting down. This is the land. This is the land God has promised to us. So, this is the land now that these 12 scouts are going up over. They're going up to the Hebron, to the Negev. This is Abraham's land. This is where they're buried. They are coming back home, as it were, to where God had said they would live. Raymond Brown notes this, the twelve spies were on ground, hallowed by memories of God's faithfulness. Here the patriarchs had lived and loved, walked and worshipped, believed and obeyed. They too had faced difficult and demanding experiences. Life had been far from easy for any of them but God had seen them through. So, as the scouts went through this land, I wonder what was in their minds. Did they think about Abraham? Did they think we are on the cusp of fulfilling this great promise that God, our God, has given to Abraham? Was it faith filling their minds, or was it fear? As we head into 2023, Do we do it as God's people, recognizing there may be bumps and bruises and challenges ahead, but also knowing that God always says to us, do not fear, for I am with you. It is the promise that occurs most times in Scripture, do not fear, for I am with you. Or are we facing into 2023 in despair and worry and anxiety, overwhelmed by the obstacles, I wonder, are you a glass half full person or a glass half empty? I think as Christians, our thinking should be influenced by God's promises and by His faithfulness and His presence. In moving forward into this new year, we look back to His faithfulness. We think of all that He has done for us, and then that drives us forward in faith. As we move into 2023, And the uncertainty, and there are uncertainties of what it's going to look like. We have the certainty of God's promise with us. I am walking with you. We've been singing songs this morning that have reminded us of the goodness of God. The goodness of God is following after us. In fact, it's ahead of us. God, even in the storm, will guide us through those storms. As the scouts traveled through the land, they picked up on the way a huge cluster of grapes. Verse 23 tells us that it was in the valley they called Eskol. Eskol means cluster. So it was cluster valley. And you can in your mind, you know, picture uh, that they they got this long pole and they get uh, this huge bunch of grapes and they hang it over the pole and they get some figs and some pomegranates. They hang it over the pole. Now, some of us have been from High Kirk, have been to Israel. Uh, We've seen down through the, you know, the Jordan Valley there. We've seen how fertile it is, what a a beautiful land it is. You know, you see bananas, you see figs, you see oranges, you see lemons. Is your mouth watering yet? It's all there. It's beautiful, beautiful land. And this was the land of milk and honey that God had promised to them. And they, they saw this. They saw how fruitful the land was. In fact, the Israeli tourist board today still uses a cluster of grapes as its logo. But what would the people and the spies focus on? Would they focus on the fruitfulness that God had promised to them? Or would they focus on the challenges? And there were challenges. So ten of the spies focused on what they called the giants in the land, verse 29. And only two, Caleb and Joshua, focused on the grapes and the fruitfulness and the faithfulness and the promises of God. Ten of them, the majority report said, we can't do this. Two of them, the minority report said, we can do this. We can do this. God has promised this to us. Which would we be? Would we have been in the majority, the ten, or with Caleb and Joshua in the minority? The majority said there are giants in that land. We are like grasshoppers in their eyes. The cities are fortified. We'll end up as mincemeat. But Caleb and Joshua emphasized the greatness of God, the sovereignty of God, the providence of God, the faithfulness of God. Now, as Christians today, again, facing into 2023, there's enormous challenges for Christianity, enormous challenges for the church, in the West. Uh, Very few churches are growing. And so you could point to 2023 and say, you know, we just need to hunker down. We just need to strengthen what remains. We need to prepare for decline. Or do we say, no, the Lord is with us. And if we step out in faith, if we step out in risk, well then, who knows what the Lord will do in our community, in our town, even in our nation and country. It's so easy to be the naysayers and the the negative people. But God is not intimidated by giants, no matter who they are or what they are. Do you know the story of David and Goliath? We want to tap into God's resources, and we do that mainly through prayer. And so I want to throw a challenge out to you today, this first day of 2023, that you will make it A time of focused prayer with the congregation. That you will maybe come along to one of the corporate prayer meetings that we have on a Monday evening. We have push meets in the in the Bernie room there Monday evening, half past seven. Open to all. Let's meet together. Let's come to pray. Tuesday morning, the the elders meet uh, via Zoom currently, but they're praying for the congregation. They're praying for you every Tuesday morning. Then on Friday morning, some men gather at half seven in in Toast and Kalibaki, and uh, and our numbers are starting to dwindle a little little bit, so can I encourage any men, if you'd like to join us, half past seven, Friday morning, some stay on for a bit of breakfast afterwards. But it's a lovely time. It's it's a great start to the weekend as we join together and we pray, and we pray through that that prayer update that that is issued every Thursday. And then on Saturday morning at nine, there's another opportunity for prayer. As again, in the burning room, folks gather for an hour, 9 to 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Now, I know you pray in your, your life groups. I know you pray privately in your own devotions. But there is a special power as we meet corporately to pray together. So I'm going to throw that challenge out to you to come. You don't even, if, if you're a bit nervous about praying out loud, that's fine. You don't have to pray in your heart. But you learn from the saints at prayer. You learn you, and it helps you. So can I encourage you, let's, let's in 2023 tap into the resources of God and His faithfulness because we need that. My goodness, the giants are big, but we need to pray and pray them down and pray that they'll fall and pray that the church will grow. May 2023 be a time of prayer. We know from our studies in Numbers that there is an element in Israel who were grumblers Last couple of weeks in Numbers, we've been looking at the negative people, the grumblers and the groaners. We don't want to be those in 2023. The grumblers and groaners were just looking for a bit of purchase. They were just looking for something that they could really set off on, and and they got it because the majority report said there are giants in the land. They said, oh, giants, there's no way we're going to do this. And so their doubts and their fears began to grow and grow and grow. The giants grew bigger. God grew smaller. They began to awfulize. Do you know what awfulizing is? It's to say, gosh, you know, things are so bad, there's no point in getting out of bed in the morning. We, we, we awfulize, we make things worse, we, we lose perspective, and these guys had lost perspective. They didn't see that God had promised this land to them. God was faithful, it was fruitful, and yet they just focused on the negative stuff. So again, as we push into a new year, are we going in with excitement and anticipation in terms of what God will do? Are we thinking about Alpha coming up on the 18th of January? Is there a friend? Is there a person? Is there a family member that we could extend an invite to? Take one of those cards from the desk. Think about who you could invite to Alpha. And what's the worst they could say? No, thank you. What's the best that could happen is that they come they go through the course and they find Jesus Christ i would love to see by the end of the course that there's new people here because they've trusted in Jesus Christ are we going forward in faith or with fear the first weekend in february saturday the 4th with our word and spirit conference with paul and becky harcourt i'm really looking forward to this i think it's going to be a special time be here Even even if you haven't been at any of our previous Word and Spirit conferences, can I again challenge you to do something different, to take a risk to be here on that Saturday, and to ask the Lord to speak to you. May 2023 be a year of pressing into the Lord, of fruitfulness rather than fear. Don't settle for the desert. This year could be a hinge moment for you. Perhaps you've been in the desert. You've been traipsing around the desert. It's been a mundane and a bit boring. Maybe God has something special for you this year. God loves to work through challenging times. He loves to work through minorities. Uh, We know that because of this decision, that the the, the people decided to, to roll back. They decided, no, we're not going to go into Canaan. And because of that decision that they made, because of the majority report, for the next 40 years, 40 years, they wandered round and round and round till that generation all died except for two men, Caleb and Joshua. This decision was monumental. It is one of the blackest days, one of the blackest seasons in Israel's life because they decided not to trust God. God loves to work through minorities. God loves to defeat the giants. 2,000 years ago, he took 12 men and he reshaped the world. What chance would you have given the 12 disciples cowering in fear in an upper room, their leader crucified on a cross and in a tomb? What chances would you have given? But then Sunday came, and Jesus rose And everything changed. Everything changed. He's alive. Mark Sayers says, Upon his return from the dead, the often bumbling, (coughs) doubting, (coughs) sometimes power-hungry disciples morph into solid, devoted disciples. The sent ones, a solid, creative minority, has been birthed, which will shake the world. This is the movement of which we are a part. God is looking for the Calebs and the Joshuas. He's looking for those who are willing to step up and make a difference for God and to see his kingdom pushed back, pushing forward, and seeing fruitfulness and faithfulness. So will we be people of prayer? Will we be people who are open to the Holy Spirit moving through us? Will we be people who are willing to take a risk? As we move into 2023, are we moving forward in fear or are we moving forward in faith? Let's just pause for a moment. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we ask that you might speak into our hearts today. We have heard your word. We ask now, Lord, that we may look forward to the, to the great things that you will do through us. You've done great things in the past. You're doing things in our lives now. We look forward to great things in the future as you build your church, even in this season of difficulty and obstacles. We pray, Lord, that you would move mightily amongst us. We place ourselves afresh into your hands. We say, Lord, use us for your glory this year. Change us. And then one day we look forward to that hope that we have, that hope of seeing you, Of being with you in a new heaven and a new earth. And we will reign with you. We look forward to that day. Come Lord Jesus. And to you be the glory and to you be the honor and praise. Amen.